Hey podcast people, how's it going? Azrin the Language Nerd here. Hope you're doing very, very well on this fine Tuesday morning or whatever day and time it is for you right now as you're listening to this podcast episode. I'm your host, as per usual, Azrin the Language Nerd. You can find me primarily on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, LinkedIn, TikTok, and of course on Twitter. My username on all these platforms is identical. It is at Polyglot Azarin. That is spelled P-O-L-Y-G-L-O-T-A-Z or Z depending on your country. R-E-N. You can also simply search Azarin the Language Nerd on whatever your favorite social network is. Again, that is spelled A-Z or Z-R-E-N, the Language Nerd. And welcome to another podcast episode. I'm very, very excited, as per usual, to be recording this one here. I have a lot of things I want to share today, and some of them are actually rather technical. The first one is related to teaching. So one of the things that I don't talk a crazy amount about is the amount of prep time it requires when you're teaching. Whether it's a larger group or private classes, small groups, regardless, there's often a lot of prep time that goes in when you're preparing or when you're going to go teach a class. Now, what's interesting to me, when you look at a lot of, let's call it the tutoring industry, maybe not necessarily public education, like in an actual public school as a grade school teacher or something like that, or perhaps not even in a university setting. Those ones are a little bit harder for me to speak about because I don't have personal experience with them. But the tutoring industry is a fascinating one to me and it's something that I have a lot of first-hand experience with. And what's interesting is, first of all, when you look at basically, to my knowledge, all tutoring companies, to my knowledge, at least most of them, all of them pay you per hour that you teach. So if you teach for four hours and they pay you $30 an hour or $20 an hour, you are paid $30 or $20 times those four hours. What is not actually paid for is the prep time and obviously your travel time as well, just like normal jobs. Now, the interesting thing when you look at this, right, is it, it starts to make, at least me, it starts to make you think what kinds of people are best cut out for teaching? Because when you look at in fact, I could even say this pretty confidently, when you look at any form of teacher, regardless of where they're teaching, public school, tutoring company, private school, like they work for themselves, whatever it is, when you look at people who teach, it's interesting to think about what kinds of people are cut out or best cut out to be doing that, or even stylistically how people have to approach it based on their personalities, based on their preferences. So a great example, right? I've met people in my life uh, many, many people who, who, who fundamentally are the types of people who are going to really put a lot of time into preparing for classes. While that's good, you have to realize something, at least I've been thinking about this lately. One thing you have to realize is if you're putting in, let's say 45 minutes to prep for a one hour class or one hour to prep for a one hour class or 30 minutes to prep for one hour of teaching or whatever it is, if you're putting in roughly a one to one or even a 0.5 to one hour teaching of ratio, it heavily cuts into your time and it's going to limit many, many things. First of all, how many students you can teach. It's going to limit how much free time you have. It's just, it, it creates extra limits in your schedule. And I don't necessarily believe this is inherently bad. I don't think it's a bad thing, but I think it's an important discussion to have and it's something to absolutely consider. Um, myself, right, when I am doing a lot of, when I go to teach my classes, I do prepare. I go through a lot of things and I, I know what I want to teach. But the reality is I don't need one hour to prepare for a one hour class. In fact, I'm gonna open my calendar right now and maybe give you as accurate of an idea as I can. But like when I have, for example, yesterday, I had one, two, 
three, three and a half, four and a half, five and a half, uh, six, six, six and a half, seven, uh, seven, seven and a half. I had seven and a half, seven and a half hours of teaching and, and some meetings as well that do require some preparation that were basically back to back. To prepare for those, you know, I did sit down probably for about half an hour, like 30 minutes for seven and a half hours to kind of go through what I wanted to do. And just the way I'm wired, I was already kind of thinking about what I wanted to do the previous day, but I didn't really sit down and do it. It was kind of a thing that was going through the back of my mind and was processing in the back of my mind. So because of my prepping style, what that means is I can have a lot of students. I can go in feeling confident and prepared and I can teach what I feel to be a good class and do a good job teaching despite not having done one hour of preparation or 45 minutes or 30 minutes of preparation per person. Another thing that kind of goes more into my style is I actually am very comfortable, I'm extremely comfortable uh, making changes to the class plan. I'm very comfortable with that. I'm very comfortable to adjust, adapt, um, improvise, make something up on the spot if I need to. I'm super comfortable with that. Does not scare me whatsoever. Um, that might come with experience, it might come with personality. I don't know where that comes from, but it is something that I have inherently, inherently in me. And some teachers perhaps don't have that. And again, none of this is necessarily bad, but these are important considerations to think about. They're important. I know some of my audience, a percentage of you have thought about or do ask me questions about what is it like to go work for yourself and teach and run classes? Well, this is, these are considerations that you have to consider, right? If you're doing some math, one piece of advice I've given people before is if you wanna go be self-employed and teaching, do some math on how many hours you'd have to teach per week and, and to figure out the financials of how much money you'll be earning, right? Well, consider the prep time. You might think you can teach 40 hours a week, but if you are the type of person who's going to be preparing a lot, well, you probably can't teach 40 hours a week because you might need 40 hours of prep time and that's gonna drive you crazy. So these are all very important things to be considering, right? And, and that leads into stylistic differences too. And it really bleeds into personality, I suppose. It really does. Um, and yeah, that's a, a major thing that's, that's on my mind today. Switching into some more language learning directions, I wanna talk about something, again, very technical, very, very technical. And this is on the listening comprehension side. We've talked about listening comprehension various times before. This is not the first time that I've brought listening comprehension onto the podcast, but someone asked me a very uh, question about it and I answered in a very detailed way on Instagram. So I thought I would answer it as well in the same detailed manner here on the podcast. So I think when you, when you, when you, when you, struggle with listening comprehension, there's a variety of things you can be doing. First of all, I actually recommend the following kind of process. And again, I've shared this before. It's not the first time, but it's good to bring it back because I haven't shared it in this concise of a manner in quite some time. So first of all, I want you to find a very short something to listen to, radio, video, whatever it is, right? Probably preferably video because you have visuals as well, a little better than radio, but audio only can also work just fine. And I want you to listen to it in entirety, maybe a minute or two minutes of it, maybe at the, at the absolute maximum, depending on your level and the complexity of the piece of content that you're listening to. Next, I want you to listen to it again, but I want you to listen to it with subtitles. So the first time, do not use subtitles, but the second time, I want you to use subtitles. Now, rewind, listen again, 
with the subtitles, but pause after each sentence and make sure that what you heard aligns with what the subtitles say. And make sure that you're looking at the subtitles and, and researching and looking at the words to check in like, hey, do you know what that means? Do you know what that means? Are you really understanding this? Look them up, rewind, re-listen to the same sentence again. And so kind of analyze and break up the video in chunks and really make sure you have a good understanding, a good understanding of what's happening here. Um, give me one moment, actually. I got to quickly send a message. I saw something pop up on the computer. Uh, give me just a few moments. Okay, sent, uh, sent a text. Okay, step three, or rather step four, actually, is after you've gone through the whole thing, you've gone sentence by sentence, you've looked at everything, you understand everything, you're like, okay, I think I got this. Listen to the whole thing again, <clears throat> the whole clip with subtitles, right, with subtitles, and see, do you actually understand the whole clip in, in, in its entirety? Step five, go back to the beginning, right? Back to the beginning, listen to the whole thing again, or watch the whole thing again without subtitles and see how that was. And then I want you to repeat this process. You might even have to do it various times for the same one to two minute clip. It might take you, that one to two minute clip might actually take you two weeks of listening to really finally get through it, right? And then you're gonna wanna repeat, rinse and repeat that for various different video clips and stories and blah, 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 blah. And I also, I'm gonna add a step seven. I actually encourage you to go back every few days, every week, whenever, go back to some of the old videos and old content that you listened to previously and listen to it again and go through that process again because you'll be surprised, often you do forget. And it takes lots of repetition before you get those sounds deeply ingrained into your mind. You know, this kind of heavy input activity is amazing. It actually will drive your output. It will help you speak. That kind of intensive listening will improve your listening. And, I, and it will also, for many of you, help you on the speaking side too. So I, I believe in this tremendously. Um, another caveat to mention here is that sometimes people think that listening comprehension it, it is due to, uh, listening comprehension challenges are due to actual phonetic challenges, as in you know everything, but you for some reason can't understand what's being said. Well, often that's not the case. It's not that you know everything and you don't understand. Often it's that you don't know 50% of what's happening. So it's not listening and struggling with listening is just the surface problem. The deeper problem often, not always, often is that you're lacking vocabulary, you're lacking grammar, you're lacking some knowledge to even be, have a prayer, have a prayer of understanding what you're listening to and understanding that piece of content. You might not be good enough to understand native level content, content designed for native speakers. That comes with time. Wanna know a secret? I've been learning French and Spanish for like a long time. French for 22 years, been part of my life. Spanish for, you know, I don't know, 12 years, 11 years, something like that. It's been a big part of my life for a long, long time. And guess what? There's pieces of content that I sometimes listen and go, what the hell just happened? And I have to rewind, listen again, think about what word was that? Oh, it's that word. Oh, right. Or get used to an unfamiliar accent or dialect. Sometimes the subject matter is something I have zero experience with. So it's a lot of new vocabulary. Granted, I pick it up pretty quickly and I'm able to absorb it and I do figure it out reasonably fast. But even me, sometimes I don't understand everything I quickly just watch on YouTube or whatnot. Super normal, super duper normal. So sometimes there's a vocabulary or a grammar or a knowledge gap or a, 
or like a phonetic gap sometimes, right? You didn't know that you learned in the classroom that this letter says this, but you didn't know that when people speak quickly, they actually change the pronunciation of it or whatever. But at any rate, that's also another caveat to be mentioning here. Anyway, guys, slightly shorter podcast than usual, but I appreciate your attention. Nevertheless, I hope you like this podcast. I think it felt nice and tight. It felt very precise and to the point. I think I mentioned some very good things that can help a lot of you. So I hope you enjoyed and we will talk next time. Bye for now. See you.